African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa right now. Thank you for joining us on Shortwave. We're also on uh, DSTV in uh, South Africa, neighboring countries, not all of them, but you can um, actually have us on uh, that particular platform on DSTV. If it's accessible in your country, that's Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And uh, don't forget that you can even stream us on www.channelafrica.co.za like the rest of the world today. Our eyes are also looking into the Zimbabwe elections. Scores of Zimbabweans are in long queues in order to cast their vote in the first election without the ousted leader Robert Mugabe running for the presidential office. Election observers are in the country to monitor a process that some opposition parties have claimed is biased against them despite electoral commission assurances that it will be credible. A record of more than 20 presidential candidates and nearly 130 political parties are participating in this year's historical elections. Well, we're going to try to unpack uh, uh, the what this actually means for Zimbabwe. What does this actually mean, not just also for Zimbabwe, but also uh, for the SADC region and also for the continent overall? Joining us on the line, we've got uh, uh, two political analysts. We've got uh, Dr. William Bofu and Dr. Ibo Mandaza joining us on the line. A little bit later, we'll see if we can get our correspondent, Simon Muchemwa, and see what's happening on the ground. But let me start with you, Dr. Mbofu. Are you as enthusiastic as many people about these elections that are underway from today? Yes, enthusiastic but also apprehensive and um, worried because uh, politics and politicians works by sometimes uh, reputations and uh, the people involved in what is taking place now in Zimbabwe are people that are cause for worry. We are speaking uh, in a historical context where a coup has taken place Hmm. And where those people that conducted the coup are participating in the election. Okay, I think we've got someone else speaking on the line there, but I'm not sure who it is. Um, um, so I'll just uh, see if we can uh, head on with you, uh, Dr. Mpofu. We'll see if we can get uh, our other people on the guests on the line because it is a busy day for you Zimbabweans there. Uh, Dr. Mpofu, what are your real concerns there? I hear you being more apprehensive than being more positive. Yes, I'm saying that uh, uh, the historical context matters because uh, we are sitting at a moment where Zimbabwe has had a, a, a military coup. Uh, and that's the fact that in our euphoria, in our excitement, and in our positive uh, optimism about Zimbabwe and Africa, we should pay attention to. So in a context where you have had a coup, 
and the people that conducted that coup, not only that, but people that have a history of political violence and uh, the crimes against humanity are also involved in the election. That is a uh, cause for, for, for worry and concern. And so there should be more caution than there is excitement in this uh, particular affair. Uh, uh, well, let me come to Dr. Ibo Mandaza. What are your thoughts? Are you also as apprehensive as uh, Dr. William Bofu, Dr. Mandaza, in terms of these elections? Definitely, there's a lot that is uh, uh, going to be hanging on uh, this historical election in Zimbabwe. Yes, the reasons for apprehension are there in, uh, for two reasons. One, one is the, the legacy issues. The, a history of uh, rigging, uh, maladministration at, in the electoral process. And secondly, the fact that ZEC uh, he, he has not been ready for this election. I mean, we had the vote, uh, we, had, we had the nomination court opening even before the voter's roll was ready. And up to yesterday, there were two questions about the voter's roll. So there are many questions. But on the positive side, that one, you have uh, 5.6 people, million people who have registered to vote. Sixty mm. percent of whom, sixty percent of whom are new voters, and that's that's most significant. The second day, you have four or something like 4,500 observers, international observers, a plethora of international media, and thirdly, you have a level of scrutiny that one has never experienced before around the electoral process in Zimbabwe today. You're talking about something almost 70,000 poll agents, poll agents uh, altogether, 44,000 which, which were funded by uh, the donors, uh, money arrived only last week, and they've been training last week. Then uh, you have a number of NGOs like Desen, they have 6,000 poll agents, so almost 70,000 poll, poll agents. And I've already been out about Harare. The turnout is massive, very massive. It reminds me very much of 1980. Uh, and as you know, election, elect, election, uh, election practice in Africa in particular, but in third world generally, when you have a large turnout, it's usually against the incumbent. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident from what I've seen that if the election is minimally free, fair, and credible, and, and given the level of scrutiny around the, around the process, I think Emerson Nangaga is a goner. Mm. Well, let me also get uh, some of uh, the views uh, from our correspondent joining us uh, uh, from uh, Zimbabwe. I think he's in Harare. Simon, can you hear me clearly from your side? Yes, you are very clear. Thank you so much. Simon, how is the atmosphere on the ground? Are we hearing from uh, Dr. Ibo Mandaza that uh, a lot of uh, observers uh, that are actually on the ground and people have made their way out into the elections and what has impressed Dr. Mandaza with these elections that also there's a large number of, of new voters? Yes, uh, Dr. Mandaza is right, uh, and uh, going by the statements from the Zimbabwe Electri- uh, Electoral Commission, um, new voters, and mainly those between the age of 18 and 35, um, are the majority, or maybe should I say on, on the line 
with the entire population that uh, registered to vote 5.6 million. So you find even as I was going uh, from one polling station to the other from 7 a.m. this uh, this morning, I uh, saw quite a number of young people. Some of them, I spoke to them while they were on the queue, and uh, they were saying that uh, they were voting for the first time because they were young, and they were voting. Uh, they All they wanted was change because most mm. of these uh, guys, they went to universities, they are not employed, they are bitter with what the economy mm-hmm. is uh, offering to them, case shortages and so forth. Sure. And, uh, most of these youngsters, they came out in large, their large numbers. And uh, right now I'm in Highfield uh, just to see whether I can witness the voting of the former president, Robert Mugabe, following his statement mm. uh, yesterday that uh, uh, he might not be voting for Zanupia for any Zanupia candidate, especially Emerson Nangagwa, because these people are tormenting him. That statement in itself, it uh, sent some shockwave last mm. night, and there was a bit of panic. On mm. the side of Zanupiev, but you, you don't, you never know. Zanupiev is mainly uh, strong in the rural areas, and that's the reason why you had Nelson Chamisa this morning after casting his vote. Mm. He was worried and concerned about uh, the type of ballot paper that could have been sent uh, to the rural areas, which could be different from the one uh, used in and the urban areas like Arare, Blawa, Gueru, Kweku, and Mutare. And uh, this is one of the contestations that has been taking place. Uh, Dr. Ibo Mandaza mentioned it and said that uh, uh, the opposition has been complaining about the credibility and the transparency on the issue of the voters' role, ghost voters, yeah, mm. the ballot paper. It was, it was not so clear who was printing and how it was being printed. Accusations were being made that maybe there's going to be a watermark of the migration of the vote uh, onto a... a a preferred candidate, all those issues have not been addressed. Uh, but the voting is taking place. It's harmony, it's peaceful. Right now, as I'm in Highfield, some youngsters are voted already and they're doing now their businesses. You know Zimbabwe, uh, the high rate of unemployment. Mm. So most of these guys rely on vending. So after the, the voting, they are now back on the streets. They are selling their ways. And it's for them. It's a, a normal day. It's a public holiday, mm. though, but it's a normal day, and they have got to make ends meet mm. and continue doing their venue. Staying with you, Simon, before I move back to our analysts, you know, those concerns around the ballot printing and the ballot papers, does that not actually um, compromise the credibility of this election? Uh, going by the statements by the observers, I had... Uh, some of the commentators there, the analysts were talking about the observers, about 7,000 of them uh, in Zimbabwe. They are scattered all over the country. So some of them, like the elders, they are not observing, though they are just monitoring. Uh, Sadak, you also talk of the AU, you talk of the Commonwealth. They raised concern over the issue of uh, the printing of the ballot paper uh, and the quality of the ballot paper, that it might... Um, discredit the entire electoral process in Zimbabwe. So uh, ZEC was supposed to listen and uh, just address some of these issues because Zimbabwe risked uh, getting back onto the limelight again for the wrong reasons. Some of these reasons, mm-hmm. these issues can be addressed and they just need the consensus and political will for some of these issues to be addressed. But uh, I'm not so sure whether they were going by the law 
or not, but uh, I'm, I'm from what we understand, some of these things don't need the change of the law, but implementation. Mm. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back to you, Dr. Mpofu and Dr. Mandaza, and just touch on some of the things that Simon was highlighting. What do you think of these elections? Interact with us on our social media, at Channel Africa 1 or at African Dialogue. Do you think that we will see a turnaround in the country with a positive outcome, especially uh, the issue of free and fairness of elections themselves because that seems to be the big issue when it comes uh, to the elections within Zimbabwe. But we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our guests. I'm an actress. I'm a motivational speaker. Born with albinism. Um, The nurse first asked my mother, is your husband white? My mother said, no, why are you asking me that question? When I grew up, there was no publication of person with albinism disappearing, mm. being stolen. You see, it was happening, but there was no exposure as it happening now. Hi, I'm Pule Mulebazi, the presenter of the Albinism Report, a program that demystifies myths and mysticism on albinism, highlighting challenges and achievements of people with albinism. Tune into the Albinism Report on the following times. Monday, 5 past 9 in the morning to quarter to 10 Central African time. And from 5 past 10 to quarter to 11 Central African time. Tuesday at 5 past 2 in the morning to quarter to 3 Central African time. The Albinism Report, an enlightened narrative with me, Ule Mulebazi, on Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa. This is African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Today we are crossing over to Zimbabwe, really getting a handle on what is currently happening there. As was highlighted by our guest, there are scores of people in the lines and are ready to cast their ballots. Already, we've already seen uh, uh, the main contenders uh, actually making uh, their vote this morning. I saw uh, uh, Nelson Chamisa, the leader of the Movement for Democratic Change alliance making his uh, uh, vote today and also as we heard uh, from uh, uh, Simon Muchemwa that uh, he's uh, uh, also going to be viewing uh, former president uh, Robert Mugabe p- uh, uh, casting his uh, ballot but there are a lot of questions still uh, today around this particular uh, voting process we have on the line Dr. William Bofu, Dr. Ibo Mandaza both uh, political commentators and Simon Muchemwa one of our correspondents here at Channel Africa. Well, I want to come to you, Dr. William Bofu. What are your thoughts around the questions of uh, the ballot box itself? That is worrying. Uh, just hearing the sentiments coming from both Dr. Iwo Mandaza and uh, Simon, we know that Zimbabwe's Movement for Democratic Change uh, Alliance uh, leader Nelson uh, Chamisa held a pr- press conference uh, in the middle of the month uh, and he was concerned around the credibility of the ballot paper and the voters' role ahead of the general election. And uh, Chamisa said his party will write to SADC to intervene to resolve this stalemate with the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. It still seems like the credibility of uh, uh, ZEC is uh, still questioned here. Yes, uh, ZEC has actually failed to satisfy minimum uh, demands and expectations for transparency, accountability, and um, ethical uh, responsibility and these um, concerns concerning the process 
uh, of the election, like the ballot uh, boxes, the ballot papers, and the way uh, the information around them has been handled are not minor if an election is to be credible and legitimate. So already there are clear signs that um, this vote is not going to satisfy um, the expectations of our credibility and legitimacy. And this might be a, 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 a cause for a lot of problems because the Zimbabweans of today are not the Zimbabweans of the earlier era. Mm. And uh, if people have been provoked to that extent and pushed to that corner, we might be having a Zimbabwean spring in the cards because Zimbabweans are no longer as docile as they used to be. And the, the African continent itself has changed. Youth are now more technocracy, sure. now more belong to a world system of youth and people who are woke and who are conscious. So the uh, incumbents in this case might provoke uh, a Zimbabwean spring, in my view. Okay, let's look at what also Dr. Ibo Mandaza highlighted and it kind of complements what you're talking about, uh, Dr. William Both in terms of the new voter of Zimbabwe. He's a he or she is a completely different makeup. He's probably younger currently. And also, Dr. Ibo Mandaz was highlighting the fact that if there's a high turnout like we're seeing currently, it probably means that uh, uh, the ZANU-PF party is in trouble. Do you agree with that sentiment? Because there are some people who are saying that uh, these two parties could actually go head-to-head and uh, the results could be not so far apart from each other. But Dr. Mandaz has a different sentiment to that. Dr. Mpofu? Um, my take is that uh, definitely um, we have a new uh, generational uh, outlook uh, in the offing. And this generational outlook is not persuaded by uh, claims of heroism from the past, uh, how the liberation struggle was fought. They see themselves as people that are fighting their own liberation struggle. And these people have new social tools new ways of informing each other and of understanding the world. They are connected to different networks like uh, were there in the past. People like Dr. Mandaza will tell you that they belong to activist and political networks of the past, Makerere, Dar es Salaam, the African continent and everywhere. And he has uh, observed this and he has seen these changes taking place and that a new walk generation is up. And like what Mandaza was saying, this generation has registered. And it's not easy a generation to fool. They have learned from their father and mother generation and they are prepared to confront uh, tyrannies in their different shapes and sizes. So that smuggling and voting of media space that the incumbents are doing might actually work against rather than for them. So even if there's going to be rigging and manipulation of the election, the people of Zimbabwe led by the youth uh, with the face of Nelson Chamisa itself might actually resist uh, these old tactics of monopolizing and uh, uh, owning power by any means necessary. All right, let me come to Simon just quickly, just to get an update on uh, what uh, was uh, reported. Okay, we don't have Simon, and I wanted just to get a clarification. I don't know if Dr. Mandaza, you know of this, because it was reported by the Chronicle (coughs) Online that uh, uh, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission had opened a case against uh, the leader, Nelson uh, Chimasa, for campaigning beyond the deadline. There's not really a clarification around this, the fact that he went to a police station where he had to answer to some questions. How true is this of uh, Nelson Chamisa? Do you know anything, Dr. Mandaza, on this? 
Yeah, it's a rather fact. As Shamiso said this morning, uh, we've lost uh, um, Dr. Mandaza. They will see if we can uh, get him uh, back uh, and uh, we'll try to uh, see we, if we can get clarification on that. Apparently, uh, the uh, uh, current uh, leader of uh, the Alliance of uh, the Movement for Democratic Change was sent to the police station after a complaint uh, that was made uh, by uh, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission that he was uh, campaigning beyond the deadline of uh, campaigns. I think this was uh, when he held the press conference on uh, uh, this Saturday and apparently this was actually um something that was actually abusing the rules of uh, the uh, campaigning period. Um, uh, Dr. Mpofu, do you know anything around this? Yes, it's a, a fact. It's something that has taken place and uh, anyway, if to harass opponents and try to manipulate the law to uh, favor the incumbents is a tried and tested uh, tactic of the present uh, regime in Zimbabwe West. Uh, as we speak, we are speaking about the junta that has taken over. So that's a sign uh, that these fellows are prepared to go for block in uh, becoming a stumbling block or even preventing uh, the opposition from um, accessing a fair contestation. It's actually a a minor issue that is being blown out of proportion because a press conference is not a campaign platform, but a platform of information dissemination. It's just like giving the media information about what your camp or what your sure. group is doing. It's not a rally. But they will interpret it as such just to come in between Nelson Chamisa and the victory that seems to be coming his way and his group. Dr. Mandaza, do you agree with uh, Dr. Mpofu that uh, this press conference wasn't necessarily a campaign but was an information dissemination process uh, for um, uh, the MDC? Sure. Uh, it's not practical, really. Uh, more indicative of the panic in the junta than anything else. Nothing will come of it. Mm. Mm. There's other panic. Is after panic. I think the last three days alone has already shown what the likely outcome is very clearly. And they have to really rig super to, to turn the tables. And clearly, and, uh, and I think you is correct, uh, Shamisa, to say that any, any uh, 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 win by, uh, by, uh, by Emerson will be nothing less than a rigged outcome. You know, it's very clear. Mm. Even if you go around the country, city now here, it's very clear that opposition mood is very, very big. The anti-ZANU-PF mood is, 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 is the opposition. All right, uh, I'm going to take one more break and I'm going to come back to you, gents, on, on the line. Just stay with me. Just be more patient for the next uh, five minutes. I just want to guest uh, just representations of what this uh, two leaders, Mnangangwa, who seems to represent uh, still a part of history for Zimbabwe, uh, a certain group of uh, um, history for the country but also we've got this young uh, uh, man now who is actually going to lead a, a country with uh, such big problems uh, Chamisa, what does he represent? Does he represent a new era because of his youth? We'll deal with those questions when we come after this Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host.
Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event? I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. All right, I just uh, want to get our final sentiments from our guests as we are looking at the Zimbabwean election. A lot of optimism, but also uh, it's not that simple because these elections are very fragile. Uh, They're not just uh, a process whereby you can just uh, be optimistic because of what it represents post the Robert Mugabe era. Because of that history of elections in Zimbabwe, we've seen a lot of vote rigging and also instability post uh, the election process. And a lot of uh, Um, commentators and newsmakers have been saying the fact that, yes, elections could be taking place today and things could be going smoothly. But where things get very, very, very worrying in Zimbabwe is when the uh, ballot counting begins. Uh, So let's look at these two figures who seem to be the main contenders for these elections. Uh, Dr. Mandaza, we've got um, Nangagwa who represents a particular era, but also has tried to redefine himself and his politics and uh, kind of try create a space whereby he's representing a new dispensation of ZANU-PF versus the young man himself who seems to be representing uh, the youth demographic of Zimbabwe, but also a new hope for the country. How do you describe these uh, two uh, personas? Uh, what do they represent for you, for the voter, uh, Dr. Mandaza? I think Emerson has, has failed to, to portray himself as a reformer. He has failed, and that became so as we approach the election. He has failed to, to cut himself off from uh, the regime of which was an integral part, uh, the Mugabe regime. He was a force uh, in the Mugabe regime. And therefore, the voters now have woken up to the reality that Emerson is still very much the same person mm. as that which was part of the government. All right. And, and therefore, the I'm struggling, with, I'm struggling with that line, uh, Dr. Mandaza. I'm not sure if you've moved from where you were when we were speaking earlier on, uh, but I can hear you saying that uh, you, you believe that uh, uh, MSM Nangagwa has failed to actually uh, become a reformist of uh, note. Uh, Dr. Mpofu, what are your thoughts on, on that? Do you think that um, Nangagwa has failed to redefine himself beyond uh, the Robert Mugabe era? Uh, yes, uh, Dr. Mandaza is actually correct that uh, uh, all the time that he has been given to prove himself as a champion of a new era, he has squandered that time, and partly and mainly because he has a lot of vested interests in the previous era. Nangakwa has a lot to protect uh, in what happened, in what was done by the previous uh, the government of Robert Mugabe. He's implicated in the genocide, he's implicated in the disappearances of people, in the abuse of law and order, and in a, a number of uh, assassinations and assassination plots, 
And many people see him as having been a figurehead uh, of the era of Robert Mugabe as the groundsman who was carrying out uh, the orders and pushing uh, on the ground the projects that uh, the infamous Robert Mugabe government uh, executed. So it's next to impossible for him to extricate himself from that history, renew himself and become a revolutionary again. It's an exercise and an attempt in futility. And he doesn't have the gifts of charisma and the gifts of intellect that can allow him to make a spin, to make a somersault and mm, uh, mm. prove to the world that he is somebody else. Yet uh, Nelson Chamisa and the people that he's working with, people like Begtem Bampoku, Fortune Mguni, Jopus Kala and many others are young mavericks, uh, informed uh, politicians that can stand up and credibly and legitimately promise Africa uh, progress and promised the world uh, some changes. So those are the stakes that Emerson Nangakwa is faced with and uh, his side looks uh, pathetic. That's why we believe that they will resort to their tried and tested methodology of power which is uh, violence, uh, manipulation and uh, tricks, force and fraud combined, things like that. Final question, Dr. Mpofu. Do you think that if uh, Nelson Chamisa becomes uh, the new president of the country, that he can handle the weight, the big historical deficits that Zimbabwe has faced uh, through the political stalemates that we've seen in the past uh, 10 years at least? Can he handle that weight of the current uh, crisis in Zimbabwe? He has an opportunity and a chance to do that. And uh, Zimbabweans as a people with a history may be able to build Nelson Chamisa into the leader that they need, that they deserve. He is open to uh, development, he is open to empowerment, he is open to all opportunities as a youngster uh, that has an open mind. But as from Nangagwa, I think he is beyond repair. He has too many uh, invested uh, interests in the previous era for him to be a revolutionary. But Zimbabweans have Nelson Chamisa to load into whatever software and hardware that they want him to, to come up with in terms of leadership. He is ready for Africa to turn him into an African champion and the world to train him into a, uh, a leader of the future in, in, in the modern era. So all gates are open for him, but I doubt if it's so from Nangagwan.